I once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. My name is Rob McFarland. And this is a very fucking special episode for two reasons. Reason numero uno. Today is the first episode that we are joined with our brand new co-host, Rob McFarlane. How's it going, buddy? It's going, going all right. Going all Good right. You stuff. know, I've got the, the sort of glare of the lights in my eyes and I'm uh, a little bit worried. I've got performance anxiety, but, you know, I promise this doesn't happen often. Uh, ah, don't only when I drink too much. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. You'll get used to it. Uh, yeah, Age happens to all of us, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what my Uncle Terry said. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, numero, numero, reason numero duo, dos? Dos, duo. dos, dos. God, I'm so Spanish. It's like pre-Windows, dos. All right, so reason two, it's the first Christmassy episode that we're doing. I say, I say Christmassy like in loose air quotes because the film that we've chose is barely a Christmas film. Uh, um, excuse me? Anyway, no, I'm holding it down. Holding it down. Okay. We're going to be looking at Santa with muscles. The Hulk Hogan fucking extravaganza. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And it's fantastic. And and also, uh, I would argue, the second best muscle-bound Christmas film of 1996. (laughs) After, of course, Jingle All The Way, which came out in the same year. That is... Such a specific genre to hit. Like yeah, this is yeah, yeah. the second best muscle-bound Christmas movie from '96. From no 96. other years evolved because yeah, yeah. obviously you know there's yeah, many yeah. many other movies in this category from other years. Well, uh, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's at least three in Die other hard. years. Die Hard, Die hard Beefcake, Muscle Muscle Bound. He's muscle bound. Yeah. What else is there? Uh, Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. He's pretty buff in that. Is that a Christmas film? I don't know. I've not seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Dickhead. I'm fucking fully bought into that as well. (laughs) Swat. So Santa with Muscles is directed Mm -hmm. by John Malowski, who has done other movies such as the Titan Cop Dog. Sorry. Or... Sorry, what? The poetic classic Zombie Hamlet. Sorry, Cop Dog. I just have to Google this. (laughs) Cop Dog. Cop Dog. Is that the 2008 uh, film Cop Dog? I'm, I've, I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. I know so fucking little about Cop Dog. Is Cop Dog part of... Is it part of the Airbud cinematic universe? Is the question. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I didn't research Cop Dog. I put it in here because it sounds shit. I thought yeah. that that would be funny enough. I don't re- I didn't understand. I didn't realize that you were going to be this invested in the Airbud cinematic universe. Yeah, of course. I mean, are you not? How could you not be at this point? They're titans of cinema. It's they've arguably they gave the Marvel franchise the blueprint by which to run everything. This is a different conversation for a different episode. I feel like we've we've already 
we've said the title of Santa with muscles and we're already mm. like miles yeah, off track yeah. because it's way more fun than talking <laughs> about Santa with muscles. Uh, excuse me. Excuse um, me. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. I loved Santa with muscles. Oh my God, me too. For all the wrong reasons. Yes. For all yes. the wrong reasons. It's, it's, I can't put into words how shit this film is. It's incredible. Also, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Isn't it amazing? Dude, it makes no sense. There is there is there's I, so much I going on. I was watching it. I was watching it and I was thinking if David Lynch ever sees this film, he's going to be furious that he didn't make it. Yeah. It is it is uh, it is a Twin Peaks bizarre. It's like a sort of it's like comedy writers couldn't write a fake script this bad. Legitimately. That is exactly what it, it's like. The guys who wrote this movie were method acting mm-hmm. for a, a mockumentary, but the movie actually got released, and then yeah. the mockumentary did not. Yeah, yeah. It's like if the script for Argo, the film they were going to make to get the Iranian hostages out, yeah, starred Hulk Hogan and was about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can, can you imagine that movie plot where they're like, okay, so we need to write a movie to get the the hostages out of mm-hmm. this hostage situation, right? Who, who yeah. are we casting? Hulk Hogan. I'm sorry, what was that? Hulk Hogan. Right. So we're casting Hulk Hogan. What character is he playing? Santa. I'm sorry, what? Just say that one more time. Uh, Santa. Uh, yeah, just just fucking get the megaphone out, tell him the fucks. You know what I mean? Just tell him we'll pay the money. Fuck it. We'll negotiate. For this one-off, we'll negotiate with terrorists. Why not? Fuck me. I thought this film was incredible. I wrote, I wrote a brief synopsis. Yes. Would you like to hear it? Yes, please. Okay. One of the most stunningly brazen attacks on American culture of the last century. <laughs> I thought that was going one way. Took a very sharp left turn. I'm here for it. I appreciate Santa it. With muscles. Santa with Muscles is a lost classic of art house cinema <laughs> that tackles topics including body obsession, the wealth gap, the cost of fossil fuels on America's children, and the acceler- accelerating militarization of their police force. Holy shit. One sec, one sec. Holy shit, you are entirely right. <laughs> Hulk Hogan goes on a journey of self-discovery akin to that of Buddha or Siddhartha. From within his walled garden of wealth, he rules his servants with a literal iron fist until a trip outside his privilege and a massive brain trauma teach him the meaning of Christmas and set him on a path of destruction fighting against four mentally ill scientists. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> he doesn't learn the meaning of Christmas. Well, yes. He genuinely... He doesn't... There's no meaning of Christmas. He believes that he's Santa Claus. He- and learns the Santa rules and then went... Okay, sorry, listeners. Okay. I feel like we've, we've, we've gone... We've assumed that you, the listener would have ever seen that the second most popular muscle-bound Santa <laughs> film of 1996. Yes, you're, you're assuming a lot right now. So, so we'll get into the debates on this. Yes. But, but first, I'd like to hear your synopsis. To be fair to you, buddy, uh, my synopsis is very brief. Right. It is um, a poorly disguised paintball assassin, I guess. <laughs> Dressed as Santa, hiding in a trash chute, gets knocked out by a janitor, throwing out Christmas decorations at Christmas. 
to wake up with very specific amnesia to only his name, but remembers literally everything about Santa Claus that's ever been said to him. Also, he's an orphan, but he forgets that as well for a different reason, which is never really explained. Also, mm-hmm. he's now involved with some slimy, greasy, crook villain elf who steals his wallet. And then at yeah. some point, much, much later in the future, gives him his wallet back to a, a, like a 1970s Bob. I don't know what's his name, Lenny. Is his name Lenny? Lenny, yeah, Lenny. Lenny. Sorry, he's Bob from that '70s show. <laughs> yeah, which I never, I never watched. But this, what? I think, importantly, is is quite pivotal to the formation of that '70s show. D- All right, I've got a little bit of a thing on that '70s show in the moment, but it's it's kind of fucked. Fine. This orphan, poorly dressed, poorly disguised mall Santa yes. spends two days at an orphanage and decides that it is it's his entire life mission. Mm-hmm. to fight guy, a British scientist who does very little for British actors and mm-hmm. the teeth stereotype. He does very little for both of those. Yeah. And then he fights three Power Rangers villains, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess that's exactly what they are. It's, yeah, it's they are the, the, the least thought through villains. They contribute, contribute nothing to the plot at any point. They, there's no reason for them to be there. No, no, they are entirely superfluous to, to everything. The thing that confuses me, right, is, right. you know, Dr. Watt or Mrs. Watt or whatever her fucking name is, the chick that is, like, made meant of electric. Incre- and meant to be incredibly attractive with her electric gloves and <laughs> yeah. her, and her Wait, sort of it, bizarre... Is it electric gloves? Yes. That's that's the only thing about her that's electric? Yes, her gloves. Okay. You could take her gloves off and she's just... Okay, but... <laughs> Okay, that answers that answers my one question. I presumed that she just was electric. No, 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 no. Because there's no, when... su- there's no superpowers in this film except for no, the no, one no. that the main character demonstrates when he jumps over like seven foot high fences through the power of muscles. Mate, he stops an ice cream truck in the middle of the street by holding onto a chain. There is nothing else. He's holding a chain and mm-hmm. that, that ice cream truck stops dead. Now, you could say, the hangabout, maybe it's got a very low horsepower torque engine, but no, it's just torn a steel statue out of its fucking mm. foundations, hence yep. having a chain dragging behind it. He then grabs this chain and then <laughs> manages to make it do a full stop. Yes, right before it hits an elderly black man. Yes. I feel like the listener is still no, no wiser. I'm not any wiser. I don't know what I've just watched. I don't. I can't put it into words. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is. Mm. I don't know how it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking insane. The, that's okay. the synopsis covered, right? I'm going to yeah. get into the little that '70s show bit right now because we need to get no, it done no, no, another no. way. Before, and then before we'll we do, in. before we do, I feel like I feel like I'm now going to read the Wikipedia plot briefly, so that the, <laughs> okay. the few people on the planet on. who haven't seen 1996's yeah, yeah, yeah. second best. Muscle-bound yeah. Santa film. Yeah, yeah. Blake Thorne, played by Hulk Hogan, is a conceited, self-made millionaire who sells bodybuilding supplements and equipment that have his picture on them. One day, while recklessly playing paintball, he's targeted by police. He is chased. <laughs> <laughs> no, he isn't. No, no, no. He runs his motorbike over the roof of a police car yeah, that's and commits serious traffic violations. Yeah, thank you. Driving at like 90 miles an hour through town. Yeah. But no, no. He, whilst recklessly playing paintball, he is targeted by police. He's chased into a shopping mall, puts on a Santa costume, suffers a traumatic brain injury, and uh, the, a, a criminal trying to steal his money convinces him that he's the real Santa. Uh, meanwhile, the evil scientist Edna Frost tries to take over an orphanage 
in order to gain access to the magical crystals underneath it and dispatches his henchmen to destroy it. However, Blake, after discovering that being Santa has made him a better person and that Frost wants to destroy the orphanage, manages to rescue the children. Frost and his henchmen are arrested, but the orphanage is destroyed due to the, an overload of the magical crystals. So Blake opens his mansion as a new home for the orphans. That is the film Santa with Muscles. And I guarantee you to anyone listening to that, that is barely what this film is about. It is the maddest That's thing. That's not even true. What? It's not even true. It's not fucking... That's, he doesn't open his home for the orphanage after. They take Ebna Frost's house. Do they? Yeah, it's not even, it's not even fucking Blake's house. If you... In the early on in the movie, Blake, yeah. the, dude, this whole film is like a massive slight at uh, non-profit organizations and charities. By the way, it's literally just yeah. rich people slapping poor people in the face. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. every charity worker in this movie is depicted as being lazy. They're often mm. sleeping on the job. They're after handouts. They're, there's mm-hmm. no effort into them whatsoever. Hulk Hogan, one of his lines early on in the movie, uh, his butler comes up and he's like, "Oh, it's the it's the non-profit for whatever fucking thing it was." Some. At mental made up bullshit cause oh it's the non-profit they're asking if they can use your mansion for a fundraiser and he's like no you see these guys if you give them a little taste then they just want more it's like, yeah it's almost like this movie was produced by the wolf of wall street it's almost like jordan belfort the <laughs> real life wolf of wall street produced this movie as an executive it's- producer it's almost like an executive producer of this film was mm. literally and actually Jordan Belfort a few weeks before he went to prison. <laughs> it is, it's almost like that is exactly what happened. Jordan yeah. Belfort is the exec producer on this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> How mental is that? Let How that insane is that? Because fucking Jordan Belfort money could still only afford what I'm assuming is like a Sony VHS camera. What this the quality of the filming on this is awful. Oh, it's the worst directed thing I think I've ever seen. Not even direction, like cinematically watching it. It's <laughs> like I watched it on Blu-ray, right? And right. I, I regret it because I watched it on Blu-ray. I don't mm-hmm. regret buying the Blu-ray. I, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it yeah, yeah. was, I think it's the, a piece the of cinematic history. Yeah, the, it's a lost art house classic. The total sales for mm-hmm. you know like Blu-ray and DVDs worldwide, globally, is two and a half grand. I'm happy that I can contribute to that. You know what I mean? So, sorry, it's sold two and a half thousand copies on Blu-ray. Nope. The total sales figure for home video oh is two and a half grand. <laughs> <laughs> two thousand so, five hundred dollars. So, so we think there's maybe what, like thirty. That's like thirty. Blu rays. I bought mine um, secondhand, and it was twenty-seven quid worth. Everything. I'm really, I'm really glad that we've devoted a whole episode to this, this incredibly well-known film. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best movie. Honestly, I tried finding episodes on this so I could see what other people were saying. There's mm-hmm. one from 2017, and then the most recent one before that is 2009. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man, we're pushing into new markets. And Mate. hey, if if you if you're listening to this. You've discovered a lost classic. You know we're the we're the grassroots of the the start of this becoming a cult film. It's a it fucking needs to be. great movie. It's on. It's so shit, but so amazing. There's some of the features in this film is mind bending. Hulk Hogan beats the shit out of the evil British scientists in like a bell tower, only to be <laughs> pushed into a, a moving <laughs> trash can uh, by a my tiny fav- fucking Christmas my, decoration. <laughs> my favorite thing about that scene is they spent quite a lot of Jordan Belfort's money 
on this incredible crane shot from outside the bell tower. <laughs> yeah. Right? At, uh, up higher than the trees. Like, it, it wouldn't have been a helicopter, but it would have been a very large crane shot. But because it's a bell tower with, like, medieval slit windows... <laughs> It is literally a panning shot of the exterior of a building where you can just about see that maybe something is happening inside. Yes. <laughs> because they also, they obscure those tiny windows with like fucking Santas, dancing ro- animatronic Santas, right? Yeah, so you're, you're trying to, to watch a yeah. fight bet- behind a Christmas decoration in a tiny window from a distance. <laughs> yeah. It's a great shot. It's fucking beautiful. Whoever was in charge of cinematography, fucking 10 oh, out of yeah. 10. It would have taken hours to do as well, and no one would have gone, hang on, guys, are we yeah. actually going to see anything? They all just yeah. went, no, this is fine. I just a little want... bit like in, in all the fight scenes where you can visibly see the crash mats that everyone falls onto. Stop. I, I, this is one of the points. <laughs> I made. I started out with this movie making notes, and after, yeah. so, I think it was 47 seconds, I was like, nope, don't need to do this. <laughs> the, fucking, the opening scene. I, this is, right, this is my notes. Right. Why does this child know so much about the uh, the who I'm assuming is the main villain of this town? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then good I question. Quote, oh no, it continues. He knows much, much more. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, also, he is a she. It's 2021. Stop assuming yeah. genders, Ben. Mm-hmm. Which I yeah. apologize for because I thought it was a little kid. I thought it was a little boy. It wasn't. It was a little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this child knows so much about the first villain that's going on. And like, there is no run up. There's no building. There's nothing whatsoever. It's just, she's telling Santa this like it's a fucking gossip rag. Dear Santa, Ebna Frost is <laughs> 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 a very bad man. And now he's got a bunch of other people who are also very bad people. Yeah, I yeah. think they're about to do something bad. Why the fuck is this orphan <laughs> knowing this shit? She keeps informed, Ben, all right? She reads the Financial How? Times. She's like a she six-year-old Times. Yeah, she's a six-year-old. She's, you hit the name on the head. She's a six-year-old awful. They're not orphans. They're awfuls. <laughs> Did I say awful? Yeah, I want to punch bad. them. Every time they're on screen, yeah. every time the little child is talking, I want to drop kicker in the throat. I ca- I've not seen a child on screen <laughs> more repellent. Like, like, it's like a visceral thing, like when you sort of yeah. smell death. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, you know, you, there's, there's a motion in the bushes late at night and your dog starts barking at it and you can't see what the dog's mm-hmm. barking at, but you know that you're in danger. Right? Yeah, 100%. Every time that child is on screen, I have the exact same reaction. I want it to just not be there. There's the there's that one bit where she's really scared that the British scientist has broken into the orphanage <laughs> and she runs out the door and she's like chattering her teeth together going, <laughs> like a hand's near her mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Did... The director was just sort of like, hey guys, I've seen this, I've seen this really good thing last night. It's a directorial fucking gold mine. Have you ever heard of Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking swear that's what he's done. I swear it. Do you know what? There's a lot of now you point out Scooby-Doo, like all yes. the villains are Scooby-Doo villains. There's yeah. a villain called Dr. Bile. Yes. And his whole thing Vile, is that by he's the way. Oh, Dr. Vile, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> either way, it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it. it. No, He's no. still awful. Yeah, uh, co- he, there he, is one moment power. in the movie where someone calls him Bile, so I'm going to give that to you. But okay, his actual name is Vile. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure the script no even one, knew. Yeah, his, no one corrected his, the actor. This guy's whole deal is is that he's got a can of methane on his back, mm-hmm. and he's got like a, a little flower squirter, mm-hmm. and he will squirt. A stream of smelly methane in your face. Yes, it's, it's now, like a stink bomb. He's a human. Like stink a bomb. stink bomb. He's a human yeah. stink bomb. Yeah. Now this is made out as if it's somehow 
scientific uh, scientific and causing actual <laughs> bodily harm to people i think at one point he he like pseudo kills someone with the fact that he is a bit smelly but the irony is his first line is some people object to the smell of methane i for one call it nature's roses and later in the film is killed by being exposed to his own methane yes Sorry, not killed, incapacitated. Because no one dies in this film. No one, no one dies, no in, one dies in Santa with muscles. Okay. No. Okay. Except the audience. Yes. <laughs> Just their brain cells. My brain cells, rest in peace. Um, I could not keep focus on anything other than dr vile's teeth like the fact that you've just explained what he is and what he stands for i'm like yeah that's cool the only thing that i could focus on was his false teeth mm. that were like on his chin they were fucking enormous <laughs> this is jordan belfort money right now like i get that he was an executive producer but by how much yeah like 40 dollars 50 dollars what are we talking like, same, same same year that terminator 2 comes out and we've got this don't how dare you belittle this and pretend that Terminator 2 is better than this? This is the Christmas movie of the year, all right? Uh, to be okay, yeah, no, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's a fine line because if you take it at face value, it's nonsensical. But if you watch not what they intended, but what they did, mm. it's genius. No, it is. It's, it's like somebody tripping up with a bucket of paint on their way to paint the side of the house, and it just happens to land in the shape of the Mona Lisa. I yeah. just, I don't understand how it happened. It's okay. This is one of those moments, right, where you know when people say to you, "Oh, you've got to watch this film. It's so bad, it's good." Mm -hmm. And I hate it when people say that to me because I find that oh, the older I get, the more the more subjective that's get that's getting. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Really, and I, I, really I find it difficult to trust people when they say it's so bad, it's good because I don't know if I don't know someone's sense of humor inside and out. I just don't mm -hmm. trust it, and I never watch it because I'm like, nope. Um, far too many times people go, it's so bad, it's good. And I watch it, I'm like, no, this is just, this is this just is shit. Bad. Yeah, 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 this yeah. isn't even funny. What are we doing? You've just wasted two hours of my life. A good, and good I... example of that is like Birdemic, which the, obviously oh. is, is bad because the effects are incredibly terrible. But it takes 40 minutes to get them, there. Yeah, you call them effects. It's like fucking <laughs> Microsoft Paint. Stop calling yeah, okay. them effects. It's okay, literally, okay. it's cut and paste. Yeah, from... yeah. There's, there's villainous psychotic birds in the film Birdemic are clip art. Yes. Uh, ha you. Hastily pasted over the frame. Thank you. Which is hilarious. But the yes. thing is, is there's 45 to 50 minutes of film before you get there. <laughs> yeah. That is just awful to watch. Mm -hmm. Santa with muscles from the, the very first frame mm -hmm. is hilariously bad. You, the whole opening to this movie is amazing. You've got Hulk Hogan uh, who's getting, he like sneaks up on a, a gardener with a machete, mm -hmm. uh, he beats him to shit, mm -hmm. and then a chef comes out screaming with a mallet and he beats him to shit, mm -hmm. and then a, a second gardener who is like a ninja comes out screaming at him and he beats him mm -hmm. to shit. Then a chauffeur shows up and he tries to <laughs> and he beats him to shit. Now the first gardener's back and now he's got a different weapon, so he beats him to shit. Then the chef comes back and then he beats him to shit. Now there's a butler and the butler starts frisbeeing a fucking plate at him. He beats him to shit. And then the second gardener's back now with an electric strimmer. He beats him to shit. And now the chauffeur's back. And then at the end of it, he's like, "Ah, well done, staff, but you're not getting a Christmas bonus because I beat you all up." Yeah, yeah. Now let's go paintballing. Yeah, Let's exactly. Go. <laughs> yeah, everyone get on the scramblers, get in the jeeps. We're gonna go fight in the yeah, yeah. forest for paintball. And then that's that's the that's the intro to the movie. There and he, is... he, ter he terrorizes the town so badly that later yeah. on in the film, when the police are chasing him again for what is at this point speeding violations, <laughs> when they fight, when they finally corner him, one of the deputies pulls out a fucking rocket launcher. 
from the boot of the car. (laughs) Police issued bazooka. (laughs) And fires it on the American civilians who've been caught speeding and playing paintball, only to miss and blow up his colleague. And if that's not a comment on the police state in America, I don't know what is is. It's fucking fantastic. The fact that like they've got Clint Howard playing Hinckley is mind blowing to me. <laughs> it's it's insane that Clint Howard is in this film. It does not make sense Look, in man, any way, shape, or form. The eighties are an expensive decade when it came to cocaine budgets, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he of all people is the likeliest to have kept up with his bill, you know? And 100%. so when Belfort's there, like, look, I'll give you I'll give you a whole box of quaaludes if you just play a police officer in this film. <laughs> the fact that you're talking about the Wolf of Wall Street like that is so fucking likely. That's the thing. Like, we can sit here and we can crack jokes about it, but everyone's seen Wolf on Wall Street. Everyone knows that that guy's fucking batshit mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to one of his guys the other day on Instagram. They're trying to get me into like a fucking weird Ponzi scheme. Oh, there's what? a hot hole- mate. Don't. I'm. I'm still in the midst of it at the moment. I'm not going to spill anything right now. Okay. Because okay. I want us to do an episode on Wolf of Wall Street, and I will tell all. But okay. I'm in. I'm in <laughs> discussions with one of Jordan Belfort's guys right now, um, or one of his team, as they keep right, saying. Right. Okay. Yeah. One yeah. Of his yeah. team. I- Okay, and and what's the entry requirement for being part of Jordan Belfort's team? Oh, it's a, a grand. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, with but, a thousand pounds, that's seed money. You know, you've got to spend yeah, yeah. money to so make money. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry though, because uh, he's going to teach you how to sell. But also, companies are paying him like a million dollars to do this. Uh, okay, but so he for only a wants grand. me. Yeah, he only wants yeah, a grand yeah. off me. But you know, for companies, it's a million. It's a right, million okay. dollars. But okay, it's, it's just so, a thousand to me. So if, if you're self-employed, does that not mean you're a company? Is he not ripping himself off? By... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mass- it's, yeah it yeah, would yeah. seem that, right? It would seem that way. But but fortunately, you're smarter yeah. than Jordan, so you can get in on the ground level. And I mean, yeah, yeah. clearly not, because I'm not producing Santa with muscles, and I feel like I've missed That's out on an opportunity true. here. You know That's what I mean? very true. I cannot, to anyone listening, I cannot recommend. This film is on YouTube, freely available. Right and and just just no one's gonna copyright strike it because no one wants to put their name to it. No one's gonna be like, "Hey, that's mine. Take it down now." They're gonna be like, "Fuck it." Didn't a writer like sue to get his name removed from this? Okay, the original author of mm-hmm. this movie sued to get his name removed from the project completely <laughs> because the, it had been changed so much into something into fucking Santa with muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find any information on the original shit or like how mm-hmm. it got to the point of where he was like, hey, can you take my name off it? No. Right, fuck you, I'm going to sue you. So so we don't know who the original writer is. So it could be like Aaron Sorkin. It could be fucking David Lynch. Because <laughs> 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 it feels like one of those fever dream fucking yeah. nightmares that he tends to put together just for fun. There is that thing. There is that there is there are there is not a single character arc in this that makes sense. There is not a single creative decision that makes sense. There's not a character arc in this. The only thing I stand by is is Garrett Morris uh, plays Clayton, the elderly black caretaker of the fucking. And he is just he's just over it in every fucking scene. Whatever happens, you just look at him and you can just tell. Even the character is just fucking over it, dude. Everyone in this movie is over it. The only people that are enjoying it by the end of the movie are the kid actors. 
And when I say kid actors, I mean under 12 years old because Mila Kunis is done with it. Mila Kunis is in this movie, by the way. Just going to drop that one out there. Mila fucking Kunis, first movie. Bear in mind, this was out in 1996, yes? Same year as Independence Day. (laughs) Well, Independence Day, I would have never known that that would have come out in the same year as Santa with Muscles because it was... Well, exactly. It's subpar CGI compared to Santa with Muscles, all right? The effects in Santa with Muscles... Exactly. The electric gloves... Didn't oh even know they gosh. were fake, mate. Thought no, they were real. No, me neither. The the uh, the magical crystal cave underneath did not look like paper mache whatsoever. Do you know? I think it's mental that if you look at like Ghostbusters from nineteen eighty four, when they do like lightning and like electric kind of shit, like the proton pack, mm-hmm. that is better than the electric gloves in yeah. Santa with muscles. Yeah, and that was what twelve years earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, because I think they probably had a budget for effects, and then that budget got spent on quaaludes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they were like, oh, it's great, we've got yeah. half a million. And they're like, Jordan, where's that half a million? He's like, it's actually 200 grand now, because... Uh... <laughs> they, get, they get the big check-in, right, here's the budget, it's uh, it's $16 million, and he's like, I, I know just the guy to take that $16 million and turn it into four. <laughs> and then he just strolls back in with, like, two... Two bottles of pills, and he's like, "These quaaludes, vintage, vintage." Yeah, that's it's like Jordan. How do you produce a four million dollar movie? Well, you start with sixteen million dollars, and you spend twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over that he's involved in this movie. I can't get okay, over. Okay, I mean, as somebody who's never seen that seventy show, how foundational this film is to the founding of it. Okay, so it, it not really right, Lenny. Lenny's played by Don Stark, which again is fucking mind blowing to me. <laughs> uh, Don Stark plays Bob in that '70s show. Mila Kunis is in Santa with Muscles, and two years later she goes on to star in that '70s show. Now it's very famously known that Mila Kunis mm-hmm. was 14 when she got the job at, in that '70s show, right? Because yep. she lied about her age. She told everyone that she was 18. They didn't click on until the second season when she was like, hey, it's my 16th birthday. And they were like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> We've had you making out with Ashton Kutcher for like an entire season. <laughs> um, so that famously happened. <laughs> that's <laughs> Which ridiculous. It's, that's literally how it happened. And mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Those guys are married now. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, 1996. Two years before that 70s show. So two years before she was 14 and blagging her way into that 70s show. <laughs> Don Stark was in this movie and also in that 70s show. So it would have just been sort of like, hey, aren't you that 12-year-old from that <laughs> shit movie that we did in The Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> like, just it, none yeah. of it makes sense to me. And You're then like, who's, who's Tommy Chong? Tommy Chong is Tommy Chong. He plays the fucking... He plays the uh, Hyde's boss. Right, okay. So Tommy Chong mm-hmm. was Jordan Feld Belfort's uh, cellmate. When Jordan Belfort went to jail. This is fucking ludicrous, man. <laughs> I don't... I mean, this guy's life, Jordan Belfort's life, is just fucking mental. Yeah. It's actually mental. Like, you've all seen The Wolf of Wall Street. If you haven't, go and watch it. It's amazing. Um, and then fucking... <laughs> he ends up going to prison to just hang out with Tommy Chung. <laughs> No one else has that story. Like, no one. No. Everyone is like, yeah, I went to prison and was entered on a regular basis. This man is like, yeah, I just I just went and hung out with Tommy Chong for a bit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, Tommy Chong is one of the most successful people that I don't fully think understands how fucking successful he is. He's just turned being a stoner into 
Hey, how did you make your money? Oh, I just got really stoned one day, and then here I am. Oh, was he? Was he one half of Cheech and Chong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I you've know got who this Tommy Chong is. And you've got Cheech Marin. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Chong is like he's also uh, behind Chong's bongs. Okay. They do very, very nice glass bongs. Uh, he's also got uh, his own weed company out there, oh. which I'm told is very delicious. But being as I've been sober for four months to the day today, congratulations! Thank Woo! you, clap, thank clap, you. Clap, clap. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's been hard not to just think oh, I could just go California sober and just get a bit stoned. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but then also remembering that I have a cripplingly addictive personality. It's fine. Yeah, anyway, yes. it's not the one. Not the yeah, one. Tommy Chong has his own weed out. He does Chong's bongs. He does fucking movies. He does these huge ass like. Uh, marijuana parties. He's very prevalent on TikTok. Well, I feel like I've learned a lot. I feel yeah. like I've learned a lot. I'm not sure how much the audience has learned today, but I'm. I'm. I feel like. I feel like if nothing else, if nothing else, guys, mm-hmm. go out onto YouTube. It's like 240p, but that doesn't matter. It's worse quality on Blu-ray. It's better quality <laughs> on YouTube because in Blu-ray it turns. It tries to make it high definition, and it does it terribly. So it makes oh God, it so somehow it's really, worse. Really, really fever dreamish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's literally like, like nightmare fuel. Okay. Yeah. Please go and watch this film some point over Christmas. I guarantee you, it like just have a few drinks with some friends. Have a few drinks and just see how far into Santa Blood muscles you can get because it is realistically that just the most incredible thing i've seen all year same it is hands down one of the best films that exists for all the wrong it's it's cinematically (laughs) the worst film that's ever made it just it just shouldn't exist for being like this is this it is the best film that exists for all the wrong reasons because there is everything about it points it to points it to being this shouldn't exist, right? Mm. There, yeah, there is yeah. no, no reason. There is... There's no reason, like rhyme or reason, for this to exist in the slightest. It's fucking. I don't know how distributor. I don't know how a distributor looked at this film and went, "Yeah, we can sell that." I don't think they did. <laughs> the, box, <laughs> the box office was 220k, and the fucking the, the home video sales is two and a half grand. I don't think anyone pushed this film. Oh well, we are now. We are now. We're yeah. very glad to be to be bringing it to. To wider appreciation, oh uh, my god! In the community, it is a lost gem in every way. What are you going to rate it? Oh, it's got to be—it's got to be a nine out of ten. Okay, I'm going to ask you this again, but I'm going to mm. rephrase it. Cinematically, what are you rating this film? As zero in, out, zero okay. out of ten. That's, zero that's out of more 10. reassuring, all right? Because I was like, you could do—you could do a better job filming something on a on a on a Sony Ericsson from 2003. Fuck, that's dated. I was going to say iPhone 4 camera, but you know, Sony nope. Ericsson, that's fine. <laughs> um, it's it's literally, it's like it's shot on a fucking Sony hand cam, like a VCR, yeah, yeah. Uh, a VHS hand cam. And and with somebody who has never before held a camera. Yes. Yeah. It is terrible. Um, okay, so 9 out of 10 for it being amazing for all the wrong reasons. 9 out of 10 because it is that rare thing of a film that is so bad it's good. And in this day and age, that's a very rare find. And I think the amount of enjoyment I got from watching this, 9 out of 10. There's no dialogue in this film that was recorded at the same time as the picture. Everything is dubbed over. I mean... Terribly. You're saying this, but a lot of the classic Italian horrors are done the same way. Yeah, but they're good. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this 
a uh, cinematically mm-hmm. zero out of ten. Yeah, of course. Um, cast fucking I don't know <laughs> five six out of ten because it's got some absolute. It's Clint Howard's in this. Yeah, yeah, it's got some fantastic actors doing the the worst work they've ever done in their careers. I don't get what they were doing. <laughs> You've got fucking Ed Begley Jr.'s in this as Edna Frost. <laughs> that man's in Pineapple Express. I don't, I don't get it. Mila Kunis, I understand. She was fucking twelve at the time. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's an eleven, twelve-year-old kid. This is the first like movie, like a Don's. Hulk Hogan, man. Hulk he was fucking huge. Hogan. One of the most bankable stars of the 80s and 90s. WWF, he was like fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. And this was the year that he did like some, he did some big moves. He, as I researched, I don't watch wrestling at all, but for those mm-hmm. of you that do, this is the year that he did his heel turn, turned into a bad guy, started a whole bunch of things. He was the hottest property going. <laughs> Wait, Hulk uh, Hogan was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he changed. He changed. He was sick of being a good guy, possibly because of starring in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of being Mall Center, brother. <laughs> but you know what? I did find out he used to play fretless bass in a band, and I am desperate to find his music. Let me know when you do, because that's I fucking will amazing. do. We will. We will feature an episode on this over on YouTube for those of you that are listening. We can do a bit more on YouTube, on though, right? I mean, we can we can actually look at the movie together. We can. Yeah break it down a little bit better we can have a laugh and a giggle at some of the shit that we find in these movies yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. so 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 i'll try and i'll try and find hulk's fretless bass skills you know he's a guy who whenever he did anything he did it the full way and they were like look do you want to be in this shit film and he was shit the full way you say that i don't think he was that bad oh really <laughs> It was the slight. It was the slight pause before that was... that really sold it for me. That was beautiful. Oh, that was wonderful. Oh. Right. Oh my god. I think that's it, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. My name is Rob McFarlane. We are going to be coming back week after week after week discussing more fucking gems like this. Mm-hmm. Next week we'll be breaking down another Christmas movie to be confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to pepper in some good movies with these little <sighs> gems. You know what I mean? Okay, fair, 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 fair. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. So, so are you saying there's a good Christmas movie? Because uh, anyway, Jingle All the Way. That's the number one 1996 <laughs> muscle-bound Santa film. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, it's been an absolute. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Uh, look forward to seeing more of you, and uh, come check out some bonus content on YouTube. We love you all. Take care. Bye bye. Take care, guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs>